What's up? <laughs> Welcome to Always Open. <laughs> I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I have two wonderful pals with me. I love the word pals. Starting with Blizzbear. Hi. Woo! It's good to see you. Welcome to the show. Good to be back. It's like my fifth time returning. No it's big whatever. deal. I'm a veteran. Just one of my faves. But I hear there's a freshman here, so. There's <sighs> a freshman, brand new to the show. <laughs> Twitch streamer, content creator, beautiful human being, Maddie Duvernay. Hello, hello. I am so happy to be here. Welcome to the show. I'm here to outshine Blizz. Oh. Like it's hard. Wow. Wow. Immediately, you both are very shiny and beautiful. <laughs> this we should do Mean Girls. <gasps> Just like fun. we all fall into somewhere in the Mean Girls who universe. Is who? I'm probably Damien. I would have to be Gretchen oh. Wieners. <laughs> Shotgun Karen. I, love I that. don't think you'd be Karen. I think you have Regina potential. <gasps> do you have Regina? I think you have Regina potential. Is that a compliment it, or it a is huge actually. insult? I feel like it is. Yeah, no, I think it's a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the confidence. <laughs> oh. Let us the know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Katie Heron. And yeah. No. Not no. Caddy. Can't Caddy. No. <laughs> Have you, did you guys see the commercial they did where they used the entire cast of Mean Girls other than Regina for like, I think it was Target or Walmart or something like that? Did you guys see this? No. No. It was like a commercial using all the characters of from Mean Girls, the cast of Mean Girls. Yeah. Was it as at their the characters. time that the movie came out? No, it was like it was like this year. And so they're all playing like moms and their kids are going to high school. Yeah, it's like it messes with your head, dude, because it's like, oh, wait a minute. When did Mean Girls? Well, isn't there a new Mean Girls movie coming out? It's a musical. Oh, there's a musical. But I think that was a urban legend or not urban legend. Whatever. I just saw a trailer for it, though. Yeah, no, it's coming out. The musical is coming out. Oh, like, okay. Is it it's, a musical? It's not the movie, it's <gasps> it the musical. It is a musical because the lead actress who plays Regina, I is see Renee on TikTok. Rapp. Yes, and I, I love see Renee on TikTok. Rapp. I love her so, so much. much. Okay. I was <laughs> like, ah, oh, this is sick. There was a rumor that the original Mean Girls cast was coming back for a movie. Mm. And I think that was just a uh, yeah, rumor. No, that's a rumor. The, it has the same principle. That's Tina Fey. And it has Ooh. Tina Fey in it. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure there's still some people that was in the original Mean Girls in the new one but the but entire, it's a musical it, yeah it's a musical and it's, it's and their trailer has no music in it none what? that's why i was, was like olivia it's a rodrigo's uh some some song yeah. some, some song. song no no like footage of them singing yes yeah. i know the mean girls mm-hmm. musical from broadway is it good? It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Oh, we should yeah. go see it. I would love that. Okay, yeah, let's, let's go. Just let's have go a see girls it. Day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We have to wear pink. Oh yeah. Oh okay. no. <laughs> oh no. no. That's such a problem. Barb oh, is so no. unprepared. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny too because me and Maddie were literally just talking about the color yeah, pink right we before were. the show. <laughs> we I wish society. Let's go deep real quick. Okay. I wish um, society didn't enforce me to hate pink so That's early when we I was born about. because pink is such a beautiful color and I just Sorry. got into pink like two years ago. Yeah. You know, it used to be classically masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The color pink. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like heels and wigs. God, take and me back. <laughs> like that was... And then we took it from you. <laughs> take me back, God. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I was talking about that because growing up, my favorite color was pink and then my both my mom and my Nana Pat hated pink because my mom grew up being very ungirly yeah. um and I, I don't understand my nana pat's reasoning because she's a very classy lady so i would figure <laughs> yeah. she would have liked pink but she ha- she hated it and so like i just remember growing up and my, both my mom and nana pat were like why pink and i was like fuck i'm uh, right uh, i should change never mind. it no more pink. i'm sorry it's like don't you shit on my parade yeah, what the hell? it's just like pink it's really pretty i, I was, don't like hot pink i just like baby. i was forced to like blue me i was forced to like yeah same. Yeah, uh, yeah and i was like okay cool because you're a boy. yeah because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a boy and i'm like i yeah of course my favorite color is blue when yeah. someone asks yeah and, and i like vagina i like vagina i, like vagina. I get puss i like blue, blue. <laughs> but then it changed uh i want to say probably five years ago it changed to purple because i was like purple is such a pretty color and it also means royalty mm. Did you, mm. yeah, purple's my least favorite are you trying to say I copied you? No, <laughs> I don't like purple. But I was I told don't. growing up that stereotypically a lot of black femmes love purple. Huh. And then it, I was told this right before my first year of university where I actually stayed on campus. And yeah. then my roommate was another black femme and everything she owned, all decor was purple. And I was like, 
Is it true? Wait a minute. I think this purple just looks good. Purple, like, purple looks really is good nice. on on black people. Yeah, I agree. Like royal, like ro- like a deep royal purple. Mm-hmm. It makes this look yeah. like royalty. It's true. It's, it's also Beautiful like <sighs> you've seen bisexual lighting. Yeah, of course. I've seen bisexual lighting. Um, I don't know. Atomic. I watch your stream. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, Atomic Blonde does it a lot. Um, Janelle Monae's music videos yeah. do it a lot. But it's supposed to like represent sexuality mm. and like freedom. Mm-hmm. And so like it's really cool when you see it in a film or see it in a music video and you're like, God, you're so pretty. Well, like yes. this makes sense. Like pink and blue mixed. <sighs> and purple. Oh, yeah, you're right. And you're just so, you're right. so pretty. Just I love everything. color. Yeah. I mean, Pur- purple has always been my least favorite color. I still think it's a beautiful color. I, I know. Flip the right? table. I'm dying. I hate it here. But lilac. I love lilac. Lilac is so pretty. Lilac really is really pretty. pretty. I'm coming around. Yeah. My, I feel like my favorite colors change. Yeah. So You're often. purple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love it. Maybe it'll come around. Well, also, you guys probably gravitate towards purple just from Twitch. I would imagine streaming. Actually, are we that does the opposite. Are we brainwashed? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I was like, are we brainwashed? I don't know. I, literally, <laughs> I see it so much because it's also like a like a thing of streamers when they do lighting or like the aesthetics of their stream, it's always like purple pink. or pink. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Mm, I don't know hmm. if I like it very much. I think it's because there's not okay. Like, your face, first of all. The other <laughs> colors you could choose from for lighting are not flattering. Like no, they're yellow not. Yellow lighting, no. Green lighting, no. Yeah. Your lighting goes good. Your it's like a gold lighting Ooh. that yeah. does, it's and it's like very a, nice. Uh, and my back lighting is like rose gold Ooh. and like and like blues. And That's then cool. the lighting that I have facing me for like my stream lighting, I don't use ring lights or anything. I mm. my a friend of mine taught me this, but it's like those uh, metal work lamps and then smart oh. bulbs in it, and it's facing the wall. Oh, so it bounces. Oh, yeah, so it bounces okay. off. And it, 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 it does way more for me. But Probably because nice they're soft. smart lights, I can control the warmth of it. And I I like how mine oh my looks. Because it looks like golden hour. Like yeah. Concert. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you look good in gold. <laughs> Covered in gold. She's royalty. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, I'm curious, too. Maddie, you were here. You were actually part of the Digital Creators Program. Yes, which recently ended at the time of recording this. Um but I'm curious how you guys met because you guys have been buddies for a good hot second, right? Yeah, damn. Wait, how did we meet? I'm always, I'm just curious. I'm always curious about that as because, well. Because like, I feel like Same. with you and me, Maddie, like yeah. we kind of knew of each other just from the online space. Mm-hmm. I feel like I met you for the first time at something our friend Laurel was hosting. Yes, I think it was at a, I think it was at a party. Maybe her it, birthday? I think, it, yes, I think it was. Yeah. In person for the first time. Yeah. That's when we met. Um... I, I I don't I don't know. I think I know. You do. Yeah. Okay. So we're a part of a stream team on Twitch called Neat true. Dude. That is true. So yes, it's, they have great clothes. Love them. <laughs> um, they're pretty neat. They're coming pretty, out with yeah. uh, fanny packs uh, this week. <gasps> but I think I remember That's when cool. Maddie first applied and to be on the team and then also when you first got accepted mm-hmm. because it was one of those things that's like oh there's another black person mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like okay this is great yeah. Blizz was uh, the first black streamer that I came across when I first oh. started streaming I forget I that was so, I was wow. so sad because I was oh. like I don't <laughs> I'm, I'm like streaming and all the streamers that I know are you know white, white dudes non-black POCs and I'm like Damn, are there no black streamers on this <laughs> fucking platform? Where are they all at? And then I applied for Neat Dude because um, I had I had been a huge fan of Jenna Marbles growing up, and sure. I knew Chris through them, and I knew Neat Dude through them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's a, it's like a thing. And I didn't know what stream teams were, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm just gonna apply. Maybe I can make friends, yeah. <laughs> and I did. You <laughs> I made, made friends. so many friends. <laughs> you made friends. Um, but. I applied, got in, and then that's when we started interacting more, and you reached out, and you invited me to my very first gaming lobby ever. Oh, yeah. Whenever I told you about my aunt. And then we met in person the <laughs> first <laughs> The first time I appeared on uh, Achievement Hunter stream, mm-hmm. that's the, also the first time I met Maddie, mm-hmm. because we met the night of that. And I was oh, so nervous. because yeah, you were visiting Austin. I yes. was so nervous. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I was so nervous. And like hanging out with the, my Twitch friends, IRL and like IRL, hanging out with my yeah. Twitch friends in person. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was like meeting internet strangers. Yeah. So yes. I was so nervous to meet everyone. We all met at Laurel's place. And yes. we all just like. I imagine immediate click. 
Oh no, I was crying in the mirror when Lo- when I met Lori for the first time. In Lori opens the door and I'm crying mm-hmm. because I got hot pepper in my eye. <laughs> and so No, but it looked like it. It looked like I was looking at myself and just crying looking at myself. And Lori goes, "Slay, love that for you." Yeah. Friendship immediately. <laughs> Friendship immediately. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing them into our lives. Oh, thank yeah. you. Much appreciated. <laughs> There's a, we have like cool pals that I like do you know what I do, Barbara? I don't know if you know this. You probably know this. Pray this. tell. <laughs> you probably know this. <laughs> I'll meet people and I'll check their vibe and I immediately go, you would vibe with this person. Mm. So a lot of the times if I ever bring someone to you, it's because I thought of you and oh! I was like, oh, this person. Yep. Barb and this person, perfect. Aww. They would love that's they would literally, love to hang That's out. literally that's what he does. That's how I know most of the people here because I knew nobody getting into content creation in general. And then Blizz would go, you you'd vibe with these people <laughs> like let me introduce you like because whenever i met blizz in person for the first time everybody else that was there i didn't really know yeah i think the only person i had gamed with was mick at yeah. that time and mick was the one who reached out and was like hey we're doing this come out and i was like oh, i don't know anybody but okay. <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay i'll do it Aww. and that was the first time i met everybody in person and i was like I really love these people because I also was still new to Texas. Yeah. So I didn't yeah, know anybody. True. I had no friends here. I love how like the gaming space and Twitch and everything like that, just content creation in general, just gives you just a built-in family. Yeah. And it's really yeah. nice that like, I-, I felt this way in my early days of being a Rooster Teeth fan. I would go to a, like a Rooster Teeth fan meetup and immediately felt connected with everybody because mm-hmm. I-, I knew them online. And for some reason, when you know someone online, there's like just a comfort that goes along with it's that because you find people with your same likeness and mindset true, whereas true. like in IRL world when you meet through people through like work or school it's very circumstantial where you don't have the ability to pick and choose very really true. with the people that you vibe with or you're friends with because it's just like whoever's there that's all you have to pick from i yeah. remember when we were bringing blizz on this was like how long two years ago at this point i think two years yeah Damn. um and like you had come into the studio a few times and record some stuff with us. And we are like working forever to try to get you here permanently <laughs> full time. And I remember thinking it was so special. Like you had such a bond with each person in different mm. ways. Like you and Gus had a relationship. You and Griff I had a relationship. So you and Blaine had a <laughs> no relationship. Like, Hatred. Still to this still day. Still a relationship. But it was cool. I just, yeah. good vibes all yeah. around. I, I remember it because I was I was also so nervous about that, like hanging out with you all. But I remember when I came in for I came in actually just for Achievement Hunter stuff Mm -hmm. and I got stopped by you and Griff and you were like, oh, yeah, you should like come hang out with SCF sometime and like steal you. It's going to be like so great. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And Griff like when Griff introduced or Griff met me, Griff was like, oh, you're the guy with the cool beard. Like I know you about I know about you on Twitter. And I went. Oh, hey. Oh, wow. And then we started talking about a lot of things, and I was like, okay, wait, I fuck with you. Okay, we're, yeah. this is great. Um, <laughs> you guys like immediately bonded. <laughs> well, Griff and I work on a mindset of if you do it, I do it. We're enablers. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we enable each other, and it's so, it leads to the best <laughs> stories at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I, I miss STF. I'll say it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I was actually watching some of our old videos the other day, and I'm like, Miss this group. Miss making content. We were talking about some skits that uh, didn't get aired, like the skit that was the reason that Griff's wrist broke. It was the like a good neighbor or like oh. a good ally. Straight friend is there. Straight friend is there. Yeah, we had a, a whole skit that we filmed. <laughs> where, <laughs> My face. Like, where it was like Griff trying to like parallel park her car, and she goes like a good. Uh, ally, ally straight friend is there, there and then blaine pops up and it's <laughs> like what's up champ all right so you what you want to do <laughs> i can't i can't it was so it was so good <laughs> how, how did break her wrist because my my car's weird my car my, oh it was an actual it's my car, car. Oh, yeah it was like oh. her, her like wrist like just bent i think the wrong way while trying to uh-huh. do the steering wheel I forgot about that. Was like, you man. broke Del- Del- <laughs> That is so mm. fucked up. Let's keep it <laughs> and that's why STF ended. If Jesus anyone's wondering, Christ. I broke Griff's, guy. Get him Griff's out of here. wrist. <laughs> can't believe he put up with this. Oh, no. <laughs> well, in in uh, the effort to get to know y'all a little better, I like to have a little icebreaker question mm. just to okay. like get some insight into the inner workings of your mind. <laughs> so for this one that I've chosen for today, it's a would you rather question. Okay. Would you rather live in a tree house or live in a cave? And why? My immediate thought goes to cave because 
global warming is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be scared to be living in a tree with like hurricanes, storms, yeah. you know, all types of weather, inclement weather. Um, but I do feel like it would be more fun. Yeah. Mm. So it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick because immediately you said treehouse and I was like, oh my God, the magic treehouse. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I was like, this is so great. I was like, the treehouse, obviously. I was like, oh, that'd be so great. Oh, wait, trees. Oh, yeah. wait, trees fall. Mm-hmm. Oh. And trees die. Yeah. Interesting. Humans aren't nice to trees. Yeah. I guess if, if we want to go like just magical world, like big, thick, indestructible tree. Yeah. <laughs> big, thick. Big, thick. Hey, thick. government, work on it. Work on an indestructible <laughs> yeah, tree. We need it. Please, Thanks. I really need Where this. are my tax dollars going? <laughs> I know, right? If it's if not, not a magical trees. tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of a cave, personally. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know why. I just want to be like a, a caveman living my best <laughs> life, going outside when I need to go outside. Aren't houses just caves? True. <laughs> Brave of you to say. Our house is just caves. I mean, and then we go out of our caves when we want to. Pretty destructible caves. Look <laughs> <laughs> at the caves, I guess there's no closure unless you build one, I guess. Mm. But they could be pretty like damp and cold. Yeah. Yeah. Also scary. Yeah. Like you what lurks don't really know well, you like, in a cave. But you're in the cave. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean everything else in the cave wants you to be there. Oh, that's <laughs> cave is probably better like longevity wise yes. because once you get older climbing up and down for a treehouse might not, might not work out yeah. well, unless but, you built a little place. also like when it comes to a cave I would want to like a cave that's high up so a treehouse <laughs> like on top You're of so like a cave on top of a mountain like yeah like in a mountain like when I picture a cave I picture like in it like a like a like on a snow top like in a mountain like a little divot inside yeah yeah Okay. Uh, maybe it's because I'm reading a lot of Sarah J. Moss books recently, so I'm on. You picturing under the mountain? Yes. <laughs> yes. I literally, yes. Yeah. Okay. Love a guitar. <laughs> Although I don't know if you'd, about this earlier. If you'd want to live under the mountain because it was a torture. It was literally oh. where people tortured people. Um, oh. But also, like, you, I'm because I'm on Throne of Glass, so it's like caves are where they they find caves when mm. they're like traveling to like keep them safe. So like in my head, I'm like that. I am associating it with safety. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also s- associating it with badassery. So maybe I do want a cave. Interesting. Yeah. Treehouse would be nice. <sighs> I want to make a, what is it, a dojo casa house. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a treehouse. I feel like that would be good. That would be fun. I respect women, Mojo by the way. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo casa house. Mojo Jojo I, I, you know, Mojo Dojo Casa House. Mm-hmm. I respect women, by the way. I have mm-hmm. to put that out there. Thank you. That, thank you. Yeah, no. That, yeah, that's that what house you said did not. No. Um, but I do. I'm, I'm built different. So. Um, mm, mm. I'm not like other guys. Thank you for being so brave. <laughs> you know when men say, I'm one of the good ones. I'm a ni- hey, I'm a nice guy. I'm one hey, of the I'm good really ones. Nice. That means they're one of the good ones. Yeah, they're one of the good ones. Then you have to yeah. believe them because they're saying it and they're telling you. Hey, <laughs> not say, all men. Not okay? all men. <laughs> not all men, but... <laughs> Oh, but <sighs> so you think treehouse? I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll, I'll be different. I'll go treehouse. Okay, I'm gonna go cave. I I, I am gonna go cave, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's weird because I didn't think uh, I would go cave mm-hmm. because my most like stuck memory in my head of caves are from one of the books that I read growing up of it was a Lorelei McDaniel book mm. um, and if you know anything about Lorelei McDaniel the author she writes a lot of romance novels but it, one of the characters always dies oh. <laughs> yeah so why it's, do they do that to us I know and I read all of the, her books in middle school because <laughs> oh. the, the library was filled with them what a and time one of them was about this girl who had the disease of like she couldn't go out into the sun she was literally allergic to the sun but she would lo- love to go out at night and go to like the secret cave oh. and then how she dies is she goes to the cave alone and the tide gets too high <gasps> and she gets oh. stuck in the sun oh she doesn't die from the oh, wait she gets that's, stuck in the sun she gets like, stuck in uh, the cave and the sun comes out yeah that's so. brutal so man. i was like i hate caves yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on the location of the cave. Yeah, because yeah. if it's near it. the ocean, I'm good. Yeah, maybe not. I don't want it. But yeah, I think. Uh, but the idea of a ma- like a treehouse is so magical. I know. Yeah, magical treehouse. Literally, the, those are my favorite <laughs> books. Right yeah. Magical treehouse. Like books. you, when you picture a treehouse, you picture like this big thing with like all these leaves everywhere and it being like yeah. sparkly and yeah. gorgeous. And 
but I probably probably still pick cave. Yeah, just <laughs> it's just sustainable. Trying to be sustainable. Though. If I can get internet access in <laughs> the, in the treehouse. I feel like for Imagine internet, a, streaming a treehouse, treehouse, treehouse would be better. Yeah, streaming, streaming treehouse. treehouse. Streaming Forget treehouse a hype house. Cute. All your friends <gasps> in a treehouse. So cute. That would be very cool. Okay, maybe my answer should. <laughs> I'm picturing the treehouse from High School Musical three. Troy <laughs> Bolton's <laughs> Troy Bolton's treehouse. Oh my god! Anybody remember that? I'm no, giving up. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving up. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm tapping out. <laughs> I'm like one of the few who never did the High School Musical train. Really? Yeah. I know. I All the dance moves. Bet on it, bet, right? Is that one yeah. of those? <laughs> Is that it, plus? Yeah. It's good that that's the I only think one you know. Quo is okay. my one. Uh, oh, I love status quo. But bet on it is like iconic. That's and the legendary one I know. Oh, it's because it's there's mean. so many. It's because that one's mean, mean. Oh, like okay. so much. So that makes sense that if you haven't watched High School Musical, that's one you hear I'm sure about. I've heard the other songs. I just oh yeah, for sure. Musical. Mm. Yeah. Well, let us know in the comments if you would rather live in a cave or a treehouse and why. Yeah. I'm very curious about the why. I am too. I just feel like caves are more badass. I feel like you can make it really cozy. That's true. Well, let's move on to our audience questions for today. Okay. Um, these questions come from our wonderful viewers of mm. the podcast. If you have a question for us, you could send those in as well to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. So here's our first question. Hey there. I, 23-year-old female, have to make some hard decisions in the next two to three years. To provide some context, I'm currently pursuing my bachelor's degree in a town far from home and have been in a relationship with my girlfriend for almost three years. Yeah, gay. <laughs> my parents are very conservative and religious. Oh, no. And one of my parents has told me to my face that I would be disowned if I turned out to be homosexual. My parents do not have any hard evidence that I am, but are highly suspicious over time since I've never brought a guy home. My girlfriend is pressuring me to make my life my own, and I would love to. However, I am still very financially dependent on my parents. I feel extremely burnt out with having this weight on my shoulders. I have a lot to lose, but also a lot to gain. Is pursuing freedom in your own way more important than having a good foundation to have freedom later? Tough question! (laughs) Damn! Um... With the conservative parents, my mind immediately went, and I don't know why, you ain't one of them homosexuals, are you? Uh, so <laughs> that sorry about that. could be how they said it. Yeah. <laughs> so could sorry. Be. It could be. Um, financial stability is really important. Yeah. And it, it actually contributes to the foundation later and also the foundation now. So. And she's 23. 23. Okay. Yeah. Pretty young. Um, I fully came out to my parents at 22. Uh, okay. And I, I gave them an ultimatum type of thing i doubled down so very similar to that my parents were very conservative they still are in some types of ways but they i told them i came out to my mom before mm-hmm. like i want to say around 19 and then she forgot <laughs> and i was like no Me? you didn't I don't know. <laughs> no you didn't she tried forgot, to sorry. <laughs> then I, I brought it up again but right after i signed a lease with my partner and i said hi just a reminder, I'm bisexual. Yeah. Um, I'm also moving with my partner. You can either be in my life or not. And they go, I know. I've seen the lights on your street. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, purple. Like, yeah, I've seen, mm, okay. I've seen. Yeah, I but they, like, we stopped talking for about a week. And then we started wow. talking again, coming back. I, like, gave them time to process because mm-hmm. they had to go through the death of their son, basically. And then recreate this new. I know. Yeah. It's so much. It's just so much. Jeez, whatever. But... <laughs> It's hard, especially you have someone in your life who's like, hey, I want you to live your best life because you'll be happier living your best life. Yeah. But it's also kind of putting a deadline on you and kind of putting this pressure on you. Um, I would say when your parents say, uh, we'll disown you if you're homosexual, my mind goes double down. I'm homosexual now. What are you going to do? What are you going to tell the family? Yeah. I can also disown you. You really going to disown your own child over this? When people ask about me, when the (laughs) when other family members ask about me, what are you going to say now? Like it puts them in a situation. For some reason, it's so funny to think you can't disown me if I disown you first. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. You're you're done. (laughs) It is a tough situation though, and I understand kind of like the back and forth on it. Like Mm -hmm. on one hand, I'm always of the mindset of like be your truest self and Mm. find your happiness and live your most fulfilling happy life but i also understand the other side of it of well if you could use the financial support yeah, yeah. and mom maybe want to milk that for a couple mm-hmm. years and then come out and yeah. if that's not you know doing yourself any harm 
True. That yeah. is a possibility. I it's don't also, know. Also, it's sounding like they are the parents that kind of deserve being taken advantage of a little bit. So <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Like, if I you want to be like, be like, you know, quietly be gay for a little bit, use all of the money that they're, <laughs> they're allowing you, and then when you're financially stable, you come out and you're like, guess what? Bitch, I, I use all your money for all my gay needs. <laughs> I've been gay for these, years. These bills went to gays. All your money was used for the queers. How do you feel? <laughs> no, but I, I completely agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. maybe get to a point, start working on becoming financially yes, uh, stable. And once absolutely. you get to that point, it's going to be hard. But, like, take a leap of faith and put trust in yourself and also your support circle. I would say Twitch became a huge support circle yeah. for me. So like literally fam, fam, like mm-hmm. y'all are fam to me. Um, have that support circle. Chosen family is one of the biggest things in the queer community. And they can really, really have your back in your like most low moments of yeah. your life. So 100%. chosen family is just as, if not more important than mm-hmm. actual family. Cause you never know just because you share blood with people doesn't mean they have or feel any obligation to actually genuinely care for you. Very true. Mm-hmm. Whereas your chosen family, they're there for a reason because they don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. They don't feel they a don't. requirement to be there. They want to. They. It's not a conditional yeah. love. Yeah. Which is, to this day, I'm always still so shocked that, um, you know, for many reasons, but religion being a, a big one, that parents are willing to disown their own child yeah. for the way that they were like born. You obviously... And, who they choose to, to love. Children. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are well, you Well, Barb, this? it's a sin, and so is wearing mixed textiles. But I mean, I guess we can pick and choose. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can pick <laughs> no, and choose. You can take it off. <laughs> I mean, in the Bible, too, it does say, sorry, we're going to go Bible talk. It does say <laughs> no sin is greater than the other, so... They're all why equal, is that? <laughs> yeah, they're so, all equal. But also, that also wasn't in the Bible until 1984. And wasn't it? Wasn't it? Where it was a mistranslation? Yeah, it was uh, mm. pedophiles? Pedophile. Yeah. Yep. yep. Fun fact. There's a documentary about it. You can go watch. Christianity is sick, dude. Christianity is <laughs> yeah. just doing the thing. Um, but again, this is, a, like, obviously the only context we have for this situation is what you wrote to us in the email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very personal situation. Yeah. So, like, we can't tell you what to do or what not to do. I think it's more of, like, what's going to make you the happiest. Mm-hmm. And if coming out to your parents because you just want to be free of that burden on your shoulders and mm. and deal with the consequences after like yeah. i would say go for it um maybe you, they might surprise you if you have enough spoons to deal with the potential mental volume. potential mental and emotional uh i don't want to say consequences but just situations handling it then by all means please do mm-hmm. but also Make sure you have a safe space for yourself at the end of the day, yeah. like a place you can go to or people you can go to. Um, yeah, have a have a backup plan for because yeah. unfortunately, it, there's so many reasons and ways that it could go wrong. So to make sure that you come out of it seemingly unscathed yeah. is really really important. Mm-hmm. I also will say that if she wrote here that her girlfriend is pressuring her to make her life her own and like. I think there's a fine line between like someone saying like I want to support you and I want to see you happy and free and mm-hmm. and being your full self and I get that, but coming out is a big deal. Yeah, especially like you can't push somebody to do it when they're not push ready. Push someone to do it. It's also not obligated to come out ever. It's True. a weird societal thing. Yeah. Also, but... having a partner pressure you to do that comes off more of like I'm doing this because I'm affected by this. And I'm only thinking about how I'm affected by right. it with yeah. being in a relationship with you instead of actually considering what their partner will go through, mm-hmm. is going through, and the... And their family dynamics. Yeah. And all, everything that is a result of coming out or, or yeah. you know, yeah. for that individual. Yeah. So that's kind of, I would say, like, don't let that be a factor in your decision. Mm-hmm. I think it should be about what you want to do, how, what makes you comfortable. And if that means, like, not coming out now or ever... That's okay. Yeah. Um, but as long as you feel safe and comfortable and happy mm-hmm. with who you are, I think that's the most important. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and protecting your spoons and your energy because yep. it's hard out here. Where did spoons come from? It's a spoons theory, right? I the, think so, yeah. Um, like not like having enough spoons to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a – I don't know enough information on this, but it's a spoon – it's a theory that – you have a limited amount of spoons that you can use throughout the day, and that's like your your time, energy, mm-hmm. emotional capabilities. Um, and each task takes a certain amount of spoons. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, I walked in today with 18 spoons, and mm-hmm. I've used like nine of them already today. So I have like 
I have a good amount, mm-hmm. or I'm using all nine right now, yeah. the yeah. remaining nine right now during the show. Yeah. But um, there are also days where you will not have enough spoons, and that's you needing a break. Yeah, yeah. I just found out about emotional burnout. Yeah, yeah. I went to therapy fine. before this. What's a? Could you give us a brief? I am still understanding it because I have always heard of burnout from a physical and mental standpoint. Sure, sure. Of like, I'm working too hard and I'm too tired because I'm doing all this stuff. Uh, emotional burnout is taking, um, dealing with emotional situations or talking to people about emotional situations or having people talk to you about emotional situations, mm-hmm. but you're not ready for that conversation mm-hmm. because there's so much happening for yeah. you and you have zero time to process whatsoever. Yep. And yep. my therapist was like, so this is a thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Everything's yeah. making sense now. Everything's making sense. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely went through that recently. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional burnout is not fun. Do it's not suggest. Not. 10 out of 10, terrible. 10, 10 out of 10, avoid. 10 out of 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, avoid. On the avoidance scale, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something very interesting about it, though. Um, it's okay if I derail. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I just halfway through and went. Wow, bliss. Where are we? Yeah, we <laughs> Um, emotional. I think we've answered the question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is kind of also going to be emotional burnout too, yes. in a way. Um, but something I've noticed, I've been trying in my like twenties. I gave myself a weird deadline. Don't give yourself a deadline. Don't do uh, but in my twenties, I wanted to find out more about myself. Mm. So, I think two episodes ago when I was on here, I came out as aromantic as well. And yeah. I was like, Yay. I found out about that about myself. I also did my ADHD on this episode <gasps> yeah. as well. Yeah. Learned about my ADHD a little bit more. Um, but. I have noticed moments where my depression is super low or moments where I can feel I'm about to burn out and write them down what it feels like. So anytime I've ever felt like that, I know exactly where I'm going. That's huge. And it's, yeah, I have it on my notes app, which is like really nice. It's like, am I feeling like this? Are my responses to people very black and white? Are so-and-so like this or it's a situation like this? Oh, then this is leading towards depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is leading towards me having an anxiety episode or anything like that, or a panic attack oh. or anything like mm-hmm. that. And it's this, I have strategies and I have puzzles in my brains. And I potentially think I also might be autistic too. <laughs> Bestie, <laughs> we flock together. I know, that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> it was, Laurel was on this, uh, on the one where I was talking about ADHD. Yeah. And yep. goes, yeah, usually like people flock together yep. and everything. I go, cool. Yeah, it's all making sense. It's all Joe. making sense why I We're flock to certain autistic. people. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this quote and I apologize if it's like not correct, but it was like, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's true for also like, mental yeah yeah uh, aspects yeah. of yourself as well whether it be adhd anxiety depression uh autism anything mm-hmm. like that yeah. attract people like-minded yeah you feel comfortable and safe it's, around yeah. them yeah it's the relatability and i know sometimes i can just say hi i'm having an adhd paralysis day yeah. and you'd be like oh i okay, get cool. that i know exactly I what just that had is that yesterday i have a whole day of nothing to do <laughs> and i haven't done anything i haven't done nothing <laughs> <laughs> or I have one thing on my schedule, so I'm going to sit here and wait the entire time yep. until that happens. I can't do that. That's anything. me. I can't do anything. If I have, like today, <laughs> I knew that this was something I had to do. And so I was just like, sit there. I was like, I know uh, it wasn't even just sitting. I specifically scheduled my alarm clocks so where I only had the amount of time to get ready. Oh. Because I was like, if I wake up earlier than that, I'm wait. going to spiral or I'm going to sit <laughs> and disassociate on my bed to the point where I have no time yeah. to get ready. If it's like the weekend and I have like an appointment somewhere at four o'clock, mm-hmm. I won't be able to do anything. Yep. I'm like, well, my appointment's at four. So like, what do I, do? I guess I could maybe like clean my bathroom. Yeah. But <laughs> I was talking about this. If I have like a place to go or if like, I'm traveling, you would think, right, you're traveling. So maybe focus on the things you need to pack and like get that ready. But my brain goes, you need to clean everything. So before oh. I left for TwitchCon, I reorganized my entire closet. I will say oh. before packing everything. When you're traveling, you come home to a clean house. Yes. I literally can't leave amazing. my place dirty if I'm going somewhere. Because if I come back and I see things that I have to do, I'm like, Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> I got to unpack, do all the laundry for my packing. Yep. And, clean and cleaning your space before you leave also makes unpacking when you come back so, much, so much easier. easier. <sighs> that makes sense. Yeah. I, um, I'm the type of person that packs two days before if I know I'm supposed to go somewhere. Mm. Um, I'm very like on it because <laughs> I don't want to nah, be stressed. I know how on it I am. 
<laughs> the first <laughs> I went to LA twice in the yeah. past uh, two months and the first time I went to LA I was on the phone with a friend who was also going to LA uh-huh. at the time and she took a picture of her empty luggage and she left a day after me okay so she had two she had two days but uh before she really really had to pack but she took a picture of her empty luggage she put it on twitter and she was like all right already leave on saturday and it was like thursday night Mm -hmm. and then i took a picture of my empty luggage and i was like all right already to leave in eight hours (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i go both ways really there are some days where i pack i'll never pack day of yeah no that stresses me out too much Mm -hmm. i'll always do it the night before but i'm about to go on a 17 day trip you are yeah and i was like i need to figure this out asap because i I need to like figure out i want to figure out the outfits in advance how i could like wear things more than once Mm -hmm. because that's also i'm an overpacker and we talked about this as well um and i like took pictures of all the outfits i want to wear too and Mm -hmm. i'm just like i'm just gonna pack it up be done with it not think about it just so it's like one less thing i need to worry about mm-hmm. before leaving I'm just like barb yeah. <laughs> I, I was like taking pictures i my notes up i go you're wearing this on this day and yes. we're using these jeans for this outfit i'll show day. you the app i have <laughs> oh yeah she was showing oh. me this app it's so what? good we're, we're totally it's so it. good it's an app called uh get wardrobe it's immaculate um, so i'm downloading it so fast i have like all my clothes in the app oh uh, and then so you can make cool. outfits with things and make packing lists. So I did one for my trip. So you see, I have 14 outfits that I have with 36 clothing items, which is like also includes socks and hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like you see all the things I'm bringing. And then if you go to the outfits, you could see all the outfits I made with Isn't like amazing? pictures that I also put of like myself wearing the outfit so I could see what it looks like. I'm losing my mind here. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> Where have you been my entire yeah. life? Right. I've, been talk do, more. I've been doing this on my notes app the entire time, being like, yeah. okay, this is this. Yeah. Like, See, I didn't even do a notes app this time because now I have roommates. So I literally just called Vine down to the like, room. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to put on outfits and you got to tell me if it's <laughs> <laughs> It is a little bit tedious, though, because you have to like get a photo of the thing. Yeah. Usually, like laying it flat, you could remove the background in the mm-hmm. app, which is nice. Okay. And then you have to like say, you can say what it is. So like shirt, pants, boots. Mm hat whatever um but it's worth it that's totally and then you can also categorize things by weather by like fanciness like literally it's so for someone who loves organizing clothing and like outfits chef's kiss yes i I need this in my life i'll show i'll show you more of it yeah i want it so bad (laughs) i literally i want to like go i want to travel like right now just Just like like, yeah yeah. Which is okay, because all of my LA pals have been texting me like, when are you coming back down? And I'm like, oh, no. Next time you go to LA, I want to go with you. Yes, please. I'm done. Literally, yes, please. I, take all literally, pictures. yes, please. Yeah, I take pictures in LA. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. I love LA so we, much. LA's a fun place to visit. I don't can, know if I'd ever want to live there. We can bother Funhouse. You want to go meet Funhouse? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they'd love to have you on some stuff. Bother Funhouse. Funhouse. <laughs> I love bothering people. <laughs> all right, let's try to get one more question in before mm-hmm. we wrap things up, because I all think right. this is a, a good question. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. And honestly, it's perfect timing because my wardrobe needs a little refresh now that winter is here. In case you don't already know, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. You guys know I'd love Jenny Kane. I've talked about it all the time. This is one of my favorite sweaters in the flesh. It's the Chloe crew neck. You could see just how thick yet lightweight it is. It hangs so beautifully on the body. It goes with everything. One of my favorites, it's cozy, but not too hot or stuffy like a lot of sweaters. Go check them out. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code alwaysopen at jennykane.com. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com using the code alwaysopen. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thank you, Jenny Kane. This also comes from our email, always open at richardjeet.com, which you could email your questions to. My, I'm 28-year-old female, boyfriend, 32-year-old male, and I are ending our relationship just short of eight years together. I know it's for the best. I realized some things time ago that we weren't the most compatible, but we were comfortable and stable together. We've lived together for about six years and have pets. Nothing specific occurred to end our relationship. I think we both just knew it was time to call it. Even so, the breakup itself is still hard and my heart hurts to lose the person I'm most comfortable around. 
The thing I'm most struggling with is the change in my lifestyle. I now have to move. All future plans have changed. Rent has become so expensive over the last eight years, and now I have to pay it all by myself. We moved across the state together to a brand new place three years ago, have the same newer friends, and I don't know what's going to happen with them. How do I transition to this new life? I feel like I'm stuck and I don't even know what to do next. <laughs> Is this a targeted question? Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling right now. <laughs> Picked a random question. If it's too much, we don't have to no, talk about it. I'm ready to talk about I'm ready, it. But if you're okay talking about it, you've been through a similar yes. relationship, a recent change it, of lifestyle, having to move. Recent, yeah. Um, and it was basically a very similar thing of like, we were the, we were the people in our lives that we were most comfortable around. Yeah, yeah. And we also moved states together to oh, wow. Texas. Um, and it was, and it was a very similar thing of like, at the time it was like no animosity. It was like, we just don't vibe together anymore. It's really a mature way to look at it too. Yeah. And people I got to say, and it was, it was just a, it was just a thing of, sometimes you're scared to come out of something because you have that comfortability, you have that safety blanket and you don't know anything else. And it's terrifying to start over, which it was like, I, uh, because at the time the relationship ended very amicably. (laughs) I've learned things since then that had made it not (laughs) amicable, you know, things change. change. Um, But it was a very jarring change of going from having somebody to, kind of depend on in a lot of ways and not having that anymore it is terrifying i've heard from a lot of people and felt this myself as well after a long relationship ends it feels almost like a death yes where you're mourning you mourn it and there's like this huge part of your life that's no longer your daily routine even if it's like texting good morning or checking in on someone or letting someone know where you're going like little things or if you see something that excites you having someone to text about it Mm -hmm. or if you land after a flight having yeah. someone to text that you landed safely like all that stuff it's like these little details that were so just normal mm-hmm. part of your life are just not Gone. there anymore yeah. yeah it's uh i'm surprised that it ended <coughs> like very mentally well for both of them eight, eight years, eight years eight and was like oh was you wild. all just came to uh a conclude like the con- same conclusion which was nice yeah but Kudos, yeah sometimes comfortability you <sighs> The best way of putting it, he. This is not going to be the only person you'll you'll find comfort in. Yeah, there are more people out there that you can also find comfort in. There are friends that you can find comfort mm-hmm. in. Um, but it, obviously, it's different because it's someone you've been around for eight years. But yeah. this is not the only person. Like oh, there yeah. are more people out there. I was in a relationship for six years. It was my first relationship from mm-hmm. age sixteen to twenty-two. And when we broke up. I was convinced that I would never find someone mm-hmm. who loved me the way he loved me. I was just like, it's impossible. Like, he loved me so much, and I don't think I could ever find someone who was going to love me that way mm-hmm. uh, or that much. But you do. Yeah, yeah you do. Um, and it is going to be an adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you just need to allow yourself that time and that grace because I think a lot of people expect, like, when when am I going to get over this? When am I going to feel normal again? Mm-hmm. Or like when am I going to feel like I'm I'm over this situation? Mm-hmm. Or I could feel like I can move on? And it it might take a long time. It yeah, take years. It might take years. I think, but you will get there. Yeah. One one piece of advice that I will give is you were in a relationship for eight years. So long. During that time, so much of about you has changed. Um, and I it, yes, it's an end to something. But it's also a brand new beginning. And it's a very important time in your life to really figure out yourself, find yourself, discover new things about yourself that you probably couldn't have done in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would say take the time to do that. Because I feel like when you get out of a relationship, whether it be eight years, three years, whatever, I feel like a lot of people, their first mindset is, well, I have to find somebody else. But you don't. Mm-mm. You don't have to find somebody else. I was like, serial monogamous. <laughs> I know that game. <laughs> As somebody got out of a relationship with a serial monogamous. <laughs> yeah. Definitely focus on yourself because it is very important to know who you are outside of a relationship. It is very important yes. to know who you are alone 
and to love yourself when you're by yourself. Especially, she said she was 28, I believe. Yeah, 28. You got so time, baby. From 20 to 28, that is huge yeah. in terms of like developmental years. Huge you, change. And you've gone through a lot of transitionary moments too. Like yeah. moving together is, yeah. Yeah. that's a transitionary moment. You like all things went through can a change. pandemic together. Y'all went through a pandemic. <laughs> like there's so many things that have probably changed about yourself that you don't realize. So I know going getting out of my relationship, I didn't really notice everything about me that changed mm-hmm. until I was alone enough to be like damn i am not the same person i was when i got into this relationship when i got into that relationship i had just also moved back to a brand new state because i moved back to california Mm. and i knew nobody in the part that i moved to wow and he was the first person that i met and like was comfortable with being around so i was very dependent and then I, and then we both move here, and I actually gain like such a big support system, so many friends, and I'm not dependent anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm a very independent person, Definitely. and and knowing that I what I didn't have somebody that kind of like constantly needed me, mm-hmm. and that sounds really bad. Um, no, but it's, it's true, no, right? Because yeah. it's like you feel wanted, you feel needed, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you don't have that person anymore, and you think like, well. What, who does yeah. need me or what, what, yeah. what am I supposed to do? It was kind of finally realizing that I didn't just need a romantic person in my life to make me feel wanted yeah. because it was very much so I got out of that relationship and I kind of felt easily replaceable and mm. unwanted and unloved. And then I realized there's so many people in my life who do love me and do want me. And who can love you. Yeah. I think too. Like I know um, she speaks a lot about how like they have the same friends and like trying to figure mm. out what's going to happen there. Uh, and it could be a very daunting situation thinking like, well, everything I have, everything I am is tied into this person who mm-hmm. I'm not with anymore. Uh, and it could be really scary, but I'm sure all of us could speak from experience of like, you do get through that. Yeah. Yep. And you usually 99.9% of the time end up happier Yeah, because the relationship ended for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think reminding yourself of that and it's going to be a lot of transitioning, a lot of change. Um, but I also will say like, allow yourself to feel sad. Yes. Oh my God, allow yourself to feel Please sad. Please do like, not ignore it. I know do in the question they're up. talking about how it was like amicable and like they both kind of decided together, but like allow yourself that morning time. Yeah. yeah go grieve. Regardless if you both agreed on it, you're still going to be sad. Yeah. Because yeah. you lost somebody in your life. Whether it's you end up friends, however, you still lost the type of person that they yeah. were. So just grieve a little bit. Yeah. I would say in that sadness too, you learn a lot about yourself. So yes. uh, really take the time to process your sadness. And you were talking about earlier about like wanting people wanting you. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, you have to want yourself yes. too. So that's, if, if you're looking for someone to want you, Turn, turn the mirror towards yourself. Yeah. Sing like, that song in the mirror. But that's that's the thing, because I'm I'm learning that I didn't want myself for the mm-hmm. longest time. And like I'm in a relationship now and I am learning that I want myself now. Mm-hmm. And that I don't have to be wanted by everyone else and like care about what everyone else thinks. I care about what I think. Yeah. And like how how I'm doing. How mm-hmm. am I doing today? Absolutely. <laughs> how am I doing today? Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. It's okay. Doing okay. I don't know. That's part of life and that's why it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if you two could also relate to this, but there is something so freeing about being single after a long relationship. Oh, it, it's so free. Like, obviously there's going to be hard times and like you're going to feel really sad and lonely probably a lot of the time, especially mm-hmm. right after. But you get to a point where you're just like, I'm I'm just me. Yeah. And I could do whatever I want. I could like be whoever I want, yeah. meet whoever I want. Go fuck around. Go, <laughs> go, go live like Go be literally, a slut. Go be a slut. <laughs> They're 28, right? Safely. They're 28. 28. I'm 27. I'm about to turn 28. This is the time to fuck up. Literally <laughs> just do whatever the fuck you want. Make those mistakes. Be messy. Hell be, yeah. Be messy. Do what you want. Vibe with it. And then later on down the line, you can have great stories. Tell your kids if you want kids. You if don't you have want, to have yeah. kids. Yeah. Or other people's kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say life is too short for you to like live in restrictions yeah. so like go live your best life at this Literally point just yeah. vibe. like i said go just vibe. know who you are outside of a relationship because it's so mm-hmm. important because if you don't know who you are outside of the relationship you're gonna depend on the person that you're with to define who you are yep. and you're gonna structure yourself to be exactly what they want and it's not healthy so just Very discover well yourself literally find yourself love yourself focus on you 
you're yeah. the most important person in your life. And this feeling will pass. The it feeling will pass. will pass. This feeling will pass. The feeling of stuck, the feeling of being unsure. Exactly. It will pass. Well, thank you, guys. Such wonderful words of wisdom. Hey, thanks. Wait, are we oh, almost no. done? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah it's... We're, we're wrapping up. <laughs> Sometimes I say things. That's <laughs> it felt like so short because it felt like we were just like, by. I just, forgot yeah. about the cameras for a second. I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice when you do time. these things and it's just pals. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, we're just talking. <laughs> yeah, they just happen to put a microphone in front of yeah. our faces today and some cameras. No. Yep. Um, well, Maddie, where can people find you? Uh, I Maddie Duvernay everywhere, um, and uh, sometimes with an extra Y because Ooh. I have d- multiple accounts. Or on Twitter, like somebody stole my name and they haven't been on Twitter in five years. God, I hate that. I hate it so much. Um, but yeah, I do things sometimes. Cool. I'm an actress, <laughs> content creator, have fun looking at me be dumb <laughs> online. <laughs> hey, they're used to it with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. I also speak my shit, so if you hate people speaking out about things probably don't follow me. <laughs> they wouldn't be watching the show. Uh, Blizz, anything you want to uh, promote as well? Uh, I also stream on Twitch. Uh, my name's Blizz on Twitch. I took out the bear. Uh, I also stream for Inside Gaming. So if you want to know everything gaming news or even just watch our streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash so Rooster fun. Teeth. It's so, so fun. fun. We are the department that's probably getting in the most trouble with HR. So <laughs> definitely come hang out and figure out what I mean by saying that. They there kidnap people sometimes. I've we been ki- kidnapped. We, <laughs> it's fun to be kidnapped by Inside Maddie's second day of the creator program. I literally pick it up Maddie's phone. It wasn't the second day. It was the first day. Oh, That's my hilarious. God. I called the person who was in charge and I said, we're stealing Maddie. Mm-hmm. And they went, okay. okay. <laughs> and I, went, sure. okay, I was like waiting on my lift. And I was like, I, said, I, was, I, was like I was like, I just came to say hi. And he was like, sit down. Now you're here. <laughs> Can't see your lift. <laughs> but you guys stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at three to seven uh central time. And yeah, we play a lot of we we go back to like old classics. Sometimes we play but, we're playing like Deep Rock Galactic, we're doing some Minecraft so Let's some Minecraft, builds. Yeah. Minecraft. yeah, I'm trying to get chicken horse in. I know. Like going, fun. going back. Unrailed, trying to bring Unrailed back. I've been going through the archives. God, I'm, new, I'm still new to games. <laughs> so I'm just like, what the fuck are all these things? All good games. All try. really good all right. games. Right. Well, wonderful. Uh, and as a reminder, if you guys want to support what we do here at Rooster Teeth, Inside Gaming, everything we make, uh, you could sign up for first membership, which is like our patronage. You get ad-free content. You get bonus shows, tons of extra benefits on our site. And it also supports us in making what we love and what you guys like to watch. So if you want to support us, please consider signing up for first. And if you can't, that's okay. As long as you're watching and you're here, we love you. <laughs> so awesome. true. Well, thank you guys for joining us. You're so welcome. Yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me. I want to flip the table. Please do. Uh, Episode over. Uh, <laughs> and thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>